Welcome to the Fantasy Football Diagnostics Podcast, where we provide you with your weekly diagnosis of everything fantasy football. Whether it's season-long leagues, dynasty, DFS, or even IDP, we got you covered all season long. Do it, let's do it, let's get to it. Welcome into the Fantasy Football Diagnostics Podcast. Once again, I am your host, John June. And of course, I've got my guy, my co-host, Greg Penniman. Greg, what is good, man? Woo, what is good? Oh, man, this is uh, just a, another great sports week in general. Uh, football, week four is over. Week three, oh, actually, week three is over. Uh, got that, that last-minute dub for Patty. Oh, man, he, he saved a lot of lives <laughs> on Monday night. Uh, so it was crazy and it was spectacular to see one of those performances from him. Uh, but, yeah, on the week five, four, and uh, we got the Thursday night football. Oh, yeah, man, I mean... You know, Patty also contributed to me contributing another dollar to the jar. Um, so <laughs> there goes there goes that. But, uh, you know, Thursday Night Football, if you want to call it that. But it's scheduled. It's on It's on the schedule. New Denver Broncos at the New York Jets. Yes, sir. So, uh, you know, we're obviously going to break that down here tonight. But. Before we do any of that, we're going to break down some news, and we've got some big news, but you're also going to get the streams of the week. Um, but let's break down some, some of this news, man. And uh, the big news that had come out was uh, the Tennessee Titans had, uh, I think it was eight positive tests pop up within the organization between players and uh, personnel. Uh, and so this game between Pittsburgh and Tennessee, this upcoming game, is now officially postponed. Uh, it's the NFL has come out and said it's going to be either Monday or Tuesday, uh, but this is definitely something that we we thought could happen, and and now we officially have our first COVID-related hurdle that we have to maneuver. So, uh, Greg, as a fantasy manager, I guess what are you doing in this situation like this? How are you going to approach this? Uh, you know, what are you? How are you looking at players slated to play in this game? Uh, yeah. So first, I think I would approach it by. Uh, you know, talking to the commissioner, really talking, knowing what format and what league you're in as far as the service provider, ESPN, Yahoo, uh, NFL, or Sleeper. Um, some of these guys are already out there addressing the issue. So Yahoo, I know, is uh, already putting out this, uh, an announcement about week four. Um, the Tuesday's games will be added to that. So, you know, anything that happens in Yahoo, uh, you probably won't have to worry about that. Also, NFL Fantasy, I know, addressed that issue as well. Uh, ESPN, I have a player from the um, Tennessee, John o. Smith. He's already uh, have a, has a buy on his projection, um, so I had to swap him out. I had to deal with that uh, as far as those players. Uh, I just you know check all your rosters, uh, check your team, um, be sure you know if, if they have a projection or what their schedule is on on that on that slate. But yeah, Yahoo and NFL, big ups to them because uh, they got you covered as far as uh, taking care of Week Four. Yeah, I mean I think. You know, like you said, you know, the same way you're managing your roster right now, like we all knew this, this was a possibility uh, yep. when we signed up for our, whatever league that we, that we entered in, we knew that this was a possibility. So it's just something that, you know, like I said, in the season long tips, like, you know, we just have to, we have to adjust, we have to be adaptable. So, you know, roll with the punches. So we're just going to have to, you know, I'm, I'm treating this as, you know, as a, uh, you know, if I have two guys that are close on my on my team like let's say i'm trying to decide between um let's say i'm trying to decide between Corey davis and uh you know robbie anderson right like 
I'm probably, or not even Robbie Anderson, because I probably just play Robbie Anderson, but like a Corey Davis or a Cole Beasley. I might mm-hmm. say to myself, like, maybe I'm going to go play Cole Beasley, you know, knowing John Brown is is injured. Um, you know, there's targets there. It's a safe, it's a, it's a, it's a safe, uh, you know, a safe floor for me there uh, versus, you know, starting a guy like Corey Davis. And I've got this question mark of, what happens if the game gets canceled or some or if there's a covid breakout so i'm thinking about it that way as well um obviously you got a stud like derrick henry who plays you know for the titans you're yep. gonna, you're just going you're going to have to you're going to have to eat that one man like yeah. you know there's there's no potential pivot from derrick henry so uh not at this stage so yeah you're going to have to bite that bullet yeah, yeah, maybe. I mean if you, if you have some maybe swap into your flex so if if it is possible you have some a running back or a wide receiver you can swap in but yeah you'll, you'll have to take who that you hit. swap into if that game gets canceled right if 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 you know if you swap if you put derrick henry in your flex and then that game gets be, canceled you're not swapping to anybody right, that game tuesday was, night right not even monday night yeah not so monday night even, yeah not monday night <laughs> so you I can't guess, even so yeah. pivot to the monday night game if it is tuesday right right i mean if yeah. it's monday i'm gonna pivot to the monday night game no questions asked right you can find uh, Jamal Williams, go at him, and then just swap him in or something like that. But Brian like, Hill, Bri- yeah, Brian like, Hill, yeah. Whatever I got to do, yeah. Um, but you know, get ahead of those. Don't wait until Monday or you know whatever to pick. You know, pick these contingency plans up. Yeah, because you, you can know. get Jamal Williams now. You can get Brian Hill now. I'm pretty sure they're all definitely available in a lot of leagues. Uh, uh, those guys that. You know, can maybe Edo Smith if you try and really scrap for a touchdown. So yeah, you never oh, know. Man. <laughs> You're really desperate once we get to Edo De- Smith. Desperate. <laughs> all right, man. Let's. So that's. I mean, that's really it on in terms of of this news. The rest of it is is all injury related. Um, Chris Godwin is out at least the next two weeks. Uh, received an MRI on his hamstring that he injured in the previous game. Uh, so. Uh, you know, obviously, this brings up Scotty Miller. Um, this also, you know, sheds light on whoever plays, whoever ends up playing the slot position for Tampa Bay in Chris Godwin's absence. Whether that's um, Justin Watson, who played well but mm-hmm. ends up ended up injuring a shoulder, or is that uh, fifth or sixth round, fifth round pick Tyler Johnson? So uh, those are the decisions that we're going to have to to make, but. You know, me personally, I think I'm leaning Scotty Miller. Greg, where are you leaning with that situation? Yes, Scotty Miller uh, is the only name of intrigue unless Justin Watson was healthy. Uh, and I was very high, actually. I was wanting to, you know, play Justin Watson and a lot of stuff. Uh, but he came up with that shoulder injury news. He had a good matchup in the slot. But uh, other than that, yes, Scotty Tuhati is back. Yeah, man. I mean, had had the good game last week, you know, did drop the, the touchdown the week before. Um, and so, you know, with the op- with more opportunities, more targets available, you know, he's a guy that, you know, showed us some stuff week one and, you know, obviously showed us some stuff last week. So he's 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 back to being Scotty, man. Mm-hmm. Um, next up in terms of injuries, Dallas Goddard, tight end for the Philadelphia Eagles. Uh, it was originally uh, thought that he had a high ankle sprain, uh, that he suffered a high ankle sprain in the first quarter against Cincinnati on Sunday, but it seems he actually fractured his ankle. So, um, he'll be out for quite some time. Uh, so, you know, this is a bump for Zach Ertz. I think this is a, is a bump for Greg Ward as well. 
Um, you know, I think this is also potentially a bump for Miles Sanders, get more targets going to him. So, Greg, where are you at with, you know, this situation? Are you holding on to a Dallas Goddard? Um, if you don't have an IR spot, like, what do you? what's your situation there? Um, yeah, I think for a lot of these players, if, you know, if they're known to be out for, you know, the long period of time, uh, four to six weeks maybe, I, I think, and you don't have an IR spot, you got to start considering dropping these guys. If you have it um, and it's open, I think you can slide them in there, but keep an eye on that because – it's going to be a situation where another guy is just as important. You might have to slide in the IR spot. There's uh, injuries every week uh, to, to big-name fantasy players. So um, I would, you know, probably be monitoring the situation because, you know, you might have to drop him. Uh, but definitely, yeah, Greg Ward and Zach Ertz are, did a huge bump for this. Yeah, man, absolutely. Um, Damian Harris, running back for the, the New England Patriots, uh, returned to practice today, Greg. Um, you know, we talked about this mm-hmm. in the lead up to the waiver show. Rex Burkhead obviously had the the large performance, the three touchdown game on Sunday. Uh, Damian Harris, uh, we you know we 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 said make sure you you know monitor Damian Harris's situation. Probably get him since he's scheduled to come back. Um, so you know, is is this you know still in line with what you're thinking, Greg? Yeah, definitely stash um, the guy you had in your IR if you if you got him. Um, and slid him in there. You, I think he's a stash and wait and see because James White also returned to practice today from his family situation. So this is a very cloudy, uh, murky situation for Patriots running backs as as usual uh, for this uh, team. And you also have Cam, who's also probably the best running back on the team to to start. So uh, yeah, I would just keep an eye on Damian Harris, stash him. Uh, hopefully, you know, he shows what why he was the leader in camp as far as these running backs, and maybe he can. Um, in a couple of weeks, uh, lead this backfield. Yeah, I mean, he's obviously he's not somebody we're starting or anything. We're we just been stashing him, and we'll see how that situation, you know, how that situation goes. If he's somebody that starts getting more run in that backfield, then you know, then we could start sliding him in 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 uh, in good matchups and things like yep. that. But another guy that returned to practice again. This news is is starting is trending in the positive direction. Uh, Michael Thomas, yes, star wide receiver for the uh, New England or New Orleans Saints, my, my my bad. He returned to practice today. So, Greg, what does this mean for the Saints and the Saints offense? Oh man, I talk about probably after DJ Shark. The no, maybe first the most team that needed him missed him very much is uh, definitely Drew Brees and the Saints. They have their guy, third down guy, slant route guy, uh, just moving down the field. Um, that not necessarily, you know, the big plays, but just be able to move the chain. So Michael Thomas being back would be huge. Uh, that, you know, kind of puts a bump down to Emmanuel Sanders to where we thought he would be coming into that year. You know, wide receiver three flex uh, option. Um, Traquan Smith's, you know, wave is probably a little dead. Uh, and, you know, Jared Cook, uh, you know, he is, isn't he also banged up a little injury as well? Yeah, Jared Cook does have an injury as well. Um, actually, don't. Like I actually missed that one. Um, yeah, Jared Cook suffered, I believe it was an ankle injury or a knee injury. Um, a groin injury. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so he didn't practice today. So, um, 
Yeah. So shout out to Dynasty tight end Adam <laughs> Troutman. So be on the lookout for that. Caught two passes last week. That's uh, true. Played, that's true. But yeah, it's, played it's about 60, to be in my played sixty percent of the snaps. So just just okay. saying, just saying. Yeah, yeah not nah, Drew, Drew Brees. He does share the ball, but yeah, he's he's now he he got and, his first progression. Um, him and then Kamara is probably his second progression. <laughs> Yeah, I was going to say, you said that this Saints team, you know, sorely needs him. And I was like, I think Alvin Kamara fantasy owners would beg to differ. I think this team is fine the way it is. I mean, yeah, but they're, the Saints are one and two. That just doesn't sound right. Like, it's, it's oh, in, yeah, I mean, in danger of being one and three, like, definitely. <laughs> so, yeah, but they, they can totally do, you see how many, do you see how many targets Alvin Kamara is getting? Like, <laughs> yeah, he's a fantasy guy now with him. He's like, you know, the number one overall pick that you probably said with. Without the Michael Thomas, but Michael Thomas coming back, so it's Aaron Jones time, yo. <laughs> Ooh, oh man! All right, man. Uh, next injury news we have is Zach Moss, running back for the Buffalo Bills, also returned to practice. Now Devin Singletary, uh, you know Zach Moss, you know the lack of Zach Moss and watching Devin Singletary in this game reminded me that Devin Singletary was actually good and he was somebody right. that we were high on right. last year. Yeah. Um, the <laughs> the uh i think in the off season our our thing was we always were not about we didn't want to pay the price for devin singletary cuz it didn't make sense when zach moss was cheaper and then eventually the prices the price became the same but then all the reports out of news was devin singletary was struggling zach moss was balling out and we you know it was a time split like we expected a timeshare like we expected um but are you afraid that Devin Singletary showing out like he did in in week three against the LA Rams could potentially shift the uh, the, the touches the distribution of touches in, in Singletary's favor at all. Uh, so it was it was about 54, 46 in the last game before Moss got hurt. Um, I'm I'm not gonna jump ship on that uh, right away. I can't see like Devin Singletary again 100% obviously, but I think we have to wait and see because I, I know teams like they do like using multiple running backs. Uh, it brings a threat to the defense that you know you change of pace, uh, you know, um, and it's hard to it's hard to guard. So uh, I think the Bills will still incorporate Zach Moss when he comes back. Yeah, I think that they'll definitely incorporate him. I'm not I mean, I don't hear what I'm not saying. I'm not saying that we're 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 giving up on Zach Moss. We're dropping him. I'm just saying you know Devin Singletary. Played 89% of the snaps. Mm-hmm. Again, I don't think I have to fact check this. That has to be a career high for Devin Singletary. <laughs> um, 89% of the snaps. Uh, you know, had uh, 17 touches. Uh, you know, 71 yards rushing on, on 13 carries. And then four catches for 50 yards. So that's a, that's a pretty good game. You know, 120 yards from scrim- from scrimmage there. On right. just 17 touches, uh, no touchdown, which, you know, Devin Singletary's not, probably not going to get you a touchdown. Um, so, but, you know, yeah, I'm I just saying. They, they wanted to, like, use him based on the matchup. So, it did. I did hear reports come out that it depends on how the type of linebackers are, more physical versus, like, mm-hmm. more athletic. So, uh, mm-hmm. Zach Moss is definitely in the plans. Yeah, no, I, I, I think so too. I just I'm just wondering if I'm a Devin Singletary manager, mm-hmm. do I feel better about Devin Singletary going forward thinking, okay, 
you know what, maybe what if this backfield becomes, you know, more 60-40 or more 65-35 versus the 55-45 split that it was. That's maybe all you I'm can saying. sell high on some Devin Singletary. Yeah, maybe. Yeah. Or maybe you would be tricking the Devin Singletary manager into thinking that he's selling high <laughs> when you're actually buying low. Ooh. Or Ooh, that next he level. or she is selling high <laughs> when you're next actually level, buying Next low. level trading right there. <laughs> 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 um, and then Le'Veon Bell, who obviously is not going to play in Thursday night's game, uh, is expected to come back in week five. Now, obviously, the report, uh, Chris Mortensen came out uh, on Sunday leading into the Colts game saying that if the Jets come out and get embarrassed in week four or week three against Indianapolis and they go out and get embarrassed on Thursday night football against Denver Broncos, the higher levels within the organization uh, will take a look at Adam Gase, and that could mean uh, potentially the end of his time as the Jets head coach. So with that being said, in anticipation of the game, which we are going to cover, because I know you're all very excited to cover that game. Oh, yeah, absolutely. But (laughs) (laughs) um, if the Jets lose this game, are you interested in Le'Veon Bell? Oh, I mean, I was interested in him with Adam Gase, so I gotta be interested in without <laughs> him, definitely. Uh, if any coach like that, you know, you know, comes in, I'm sure they will want to use the best player that they have. So uh, it would be yeah, pretty interesting to see. Maybe and uh, everyone around them will get a spark. You know. You know how uh, a new quarterback comes in and the offensive line just starts playing all of a sudden better? Like, maybe that would be the case where, uh, you know, all the players will start, you know, impacting and playing a lot better when it, with a new coach. So, I'm intrigued. Yeah, I, I agree with you there. I mean, obviously, we saw that the snap distribution uh, had played 57% of the snaps, uh, was leading, was dominating the snap share, actually, at one point before going out with the hamstring injury, uh, had eight touches, in that game. Um, so, you know, and, you know, uh, so I, I, I do like, you know, like you said, uh, even if Adam Gase is, does come back, I don't think Adam Gase is going to finish the season as the Jets head coach. So, yeah. uh, you know, Le'Veon Bell could be somebody that I'm, I'm potentially buying low on. Yeah. Right. Absolutely. Uh, yeah. I, I would buy low on him. Um, another person I know that you and I talked about, um, you know, don't want to spend too much time talking about the Jets because uh, we have to talk about them enough today. But uh, Denzel Mims, rookie wide receiver, um, you know, has was put on IR with the hamstring injury. Uh, he's gonna be he's scheduled to come off of the uh, injured reserve uh, next week, uh, and he, you know, was you know working on the side field, um, you know, this week along with Jamison Crowder. So. Uh, Greg, are you interested at all in a speculative ad of Mr. Denzel Mims? So I have him. I drafted him in one league, actually, and just have stashed him in the IR ever since. Uh, I think that would have been you know, a, a cool last-minute move uh, just to put him straight in your IR and hold it because there were reports once uh, he was healthy for week one, we thought, um, before re-aggravating the other hamstring. Um, yeah, I was all on. I was on board for someone that who, whoever can get in there and stretch the field for the Jets is available. They should be able to, you know, ha- make some damage and get targeted because 
I know this team desperately wants to move the ball down the field. Uh, and, you know, with Le'Veon and with Crowder being a possession receiver, uh, yeah, Denzel Mill would just slide in perfectly uh, for that, that, that role. Uh, his role will be there right away. So I am very intrigued with this. Yeah, I mean, he's somebody that uh, ahead of this game I'm actually looking to add because knowing that he'll probably come off of IR next week mm-hmm. um, and, you know, I can – I can have them on my on my on my roster going into week five, because what what I'm anticipating is that when this guy comes back. I mean, whether Adam Gase is here or not, uh, who else is Sam Darnold going to throw the ball to? Right. I mean, right. so um, I mean, obviously we know he's going to target Jamison Crowder. Uh, I know that you know uh, you know Den- Denzel Mims has you know incredible size and speed combination leaping ability but he's really good after the catch as well you know being a you know a physical receiver just even over the middle uh so he could fill a ton of a ton of roles for this Jets offense that uh this you know this Jets team that frankly doesn't have enough enough players uh NFL caliber players on it so um yeah I think that's a good move to stash to stash him uh, you know ahead of this game or you know going into week five um on to you know, more injuries. It's just the last two that we're going to cover. But uh, San Francisco 49ers tight end George Kittle uh, did return to practice uh, from that knee sprain that he had suffered uh, against the uh, Arizona Cardinals in week one. It seems like he's going to be, a f- uh, you know, he was a full go in this practice. Seems like he'll, he'll be good to go. While uh, Jimmy Garoppolo, uh, you know, did not practice, you know, on Wednesday with that, uh, high ankle sprain so Nick Mullins is on track to make his second straight start uh so you know Greg where what's your any reaction to uh either of either of these uh, um set, yeah this sets is sets of news this is good again always any news for anybody <laughs> coming back it could be a center for a team uh is this is this is dope uh him and Mike Thomas though just both of them these both of these guys were you know top draft picks uh going at least at the, the third round so this is this is dope for fantasy owners for sure. Uh, Nick Mullins possibly starting over Jimmy G again. I'm not too worried about George Kittle because he's going to be the number one target no matter who the quarterback is. Uh, you could be the quarterback. I I know I'm throwing to George <laughs> Kittle, so um, I wouldn't be worried about George Kittle owners. Jimmy G owners, I mean uh, managers, yeah, be worried of that because yeah, Nick Mullins is probably uh, going to start. They don't want to go hard on Jimmy G and risk further injury when Nick Mullins is a, a you know, decent backup quarterback to have out there. Yeah, I'm, I'm with you on that. Um, you know, George Kittle, excited to have him back for sure. Just to even watch him, you know, see him play football is fun. Yeah. Um, and then Jimmy G, like you said, I mean, one quarterback leagues, it's probably not a big deal. Uh, two quarterback leagues, uh, you know, hopefully you are, you are able to adjust. I know, I have uh, Jimmy G in a two quarterback league. I was able to pick up Nick Mullins uh, for like two or three dollars a fab, uh, and so I did not drop him because I wanted to wait and see what Jimmy G's status was. So hopefully, uh, if you're doing the same thing, you haven't dropped him either. But if you cannot find a quarterback, and maybe one of your league mates uh, rage dropped Ryan Fitzpatrick or somebody mm-hmm. else in your other league. Uh, you know, I think in this business they would call that a segue, Greg. Um, <laughs> streams of the week. 
my stream of the week, I just said his name, so I'm just gonna give it to you. People. Yo, no, now, no one's no one's rage dropping Ryan Fitzpatrick though. I hear yo after Thursday night. Woo. <laughs> oh, after Thursday night, I know, but maybe you didn't see the game. Maybe you got bored. You're like, oh, Jags, Dolphins. Well, I don't want to watch that. Maybe you didn't know Gardner Minshew and Ryan Fitzpatrick. You know, that's a fun combination. But you know, Gardner Minshew stuck it up for us. Anyway, regardless, Ryan Fitzpatrick rostered in 12% of Yahoo leagues. See, a lot of people still sleeping. Uh, versus oh, yeah. Seattle, uh, you know, upcoming matchup against Seattle. I referenced it when we did the week, uh, the week three recap. I call it breaking the emergency glass, and I'm breaking it this week. If you're projected to lose by 10 or 20 points, or your opponent this week is starting a Patrick Mahomes or an Aaron Rodgers against Atlanta, or even Russell Wilson, who will be on the other side in this game, Ryan Fitzpatrick will have to go toe-to-toe with Russ, and luckily this Seahawks defense is the worst pass defense in the league. Uh, So Ryan Fitzpatrick, uh, he's going to step up to this challenge right here. Yeah, I mean, I, I like that. I mean, brought him up as one of my two guys for quarterbacks in the waiver wire pod. So I'm, yeah, I'm, I'm definitely all on board for first magic this time. Yep, let's go. Uh, let's go, man. The other quarterback I mentioned, I had to go there. Kirk Cousins. He's going against Houston uh, in Week Four. I think you know if you just look past you know that one Week Two, uh, call it a little little blip, let's call it, on his radar. If you take that game out, you know, he has thrown it for at least 250 and two touchdowns in week one and week three. Uh, that interception total, I know it is concerning um, as far as him throwing it. Uh, hopefully he can get that rate down of his interceptions. But other than that, he has a good matchup here against Houston. Um, and, yeah, I think you can trust him in this matchup. And he has a number two receiver now. Yeah, uh, Kirk Cousins. Yeah, he's he. You know, he put me on tilt after I made him my stream of the week. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Maybe it's me because back to back stream of the week. It was like, it was That's him. True. It was Kirk, and then That's it was Gardner Minshew. So like, maybe I'm maybe I'm just cursing these guys. But I don't know. Um, but Ryan Fitzpatrick, he's a he's a walking curse. He's already I think cursed. That he, yeah, he's already he's already cursed. cursed <laughs> so it cancels out. So you can play him. He's cursed there you basically. Go. Uh, next up. Tight end streams of the week. Robert Tanyan. That is right. The Green Bay Packers tight end rostered in 3% of Yahoo leagues going up against Atlanta this week. He's played at least 60% of the snaps in each in each game this year. He's been uh, more involved in the past game. Uh, the last two weeks, he's run the third most routes on the team. In this game against the Saints, or in his last game against the Saints, he went 5 for 50. Uh, well, 5 catches on five targets 50 yards and a touchdown uh and now he's matched up with a terrible did i say terrible atlanta defense which has given up a top 10 performance (laughs) to the tight end position each week and a top five performance each of the last two weeks so this matchup is nice and there should be points in this game so i think you could you go robert tanyan in this in this one oh yeah definitely uh like that um you know Aaron Rodgers in the tight end you know, I'm I'm not usually about it, but yeah, I think this is could come through <laughs> in this matchup uh, against Atlanta. Uh, I think it's more about Atlanta being just so bad. Rather than oh yeah, that's exactly what it yeah. is. It's Atlanta yeah. being so bad. Uh, but like I said, he's on the field. He's running the he's running some routes. Mm-hmm. Caught caught all five of his targets. That's true. I mean, he's one game away from heating up. Just saying. Oh yeah, oh yeah. Uh, for me, I don't you know this guy's roster ship. I think should be up. I was surprised by it. Dalton Schultz is still only 36% rostered in Yahoo leagues. 
and I got to go with him. Um, he's averaging almost seven targets a game uh, in one of the highest potent offenses in the league. He got another 448 last week. Uh, he's going up against Cleveland, who, you know, before they, I don't know, somehow, you know, Drew Sample made him very small of a sample, but they got, uh, you know, you know, they were the worst team against the tight end before that point. And, you know, uh, it's not like I don't think, think that was more of an outlier that Drew Sample wasn't just able to get targeted because, you know, Joe Burrow was able to find all his other receivers uh, down the field. So I think Dalton Schultz should be targeted here. You can rely on at least five to six targets. And if he gets in the end zone, that's a good day. Uh, and you can expect at least 50 to 60 yards from him. So as a streamable tight end, I'll take that every week. Oh, Greg, I love and I hate this stream. Uh, I love it because it's it's a great it's a great matchup. I hate it because now you've given me work, more work to do this week. I have to find a new start of the week because Dalton Schultz oh, was going to man. be my start of the week wow. at the tight end position this week. Oh, so, man. I mean, uh, <laughs> the tight end whisperer over here, you know. I do love the matchup here. Yep, uh, yep. Like I said, it's start of the week worthy. So there you go. Start that. Start that, man. Yes, sir. Um. All right, man. Defensive special teams. So I came in here ready to got to give y'all all Denver. Uh, they're I mean they're favored against the New York Jets, which we are obviously covering today. And uh, while this game should be a total mess, and you know expect Denver uh, even banged up, you know should be able to get after Darnold in this in this Jets offense. And again, like I said, I was going, I was prepared to, you know, to give Denver as my stream. Uh, but then, I, you know, when I was ready to give this stream, uh, they were less than 20% owned or um, less than 40% owned. And now, as I, I was sitting here ready to, to record, they're 61% owned. So uh, they may be rostered in your league. And if they are, I now give you the New York Jets. They are at home. They're only two and a half point dogs. Uh, they get to play a third string undrafted, a third string quarterback who's an undrafted free agent and Brett Ripien. Uh, and if it wasn't the Jets, we would jump all over this matchup. And since streaming defenses is so popular, you might be desperate. So the Jets, that's my stream. Yeah, this this is a rough year. I think a lot of people are are going to the the well of streaming defenses. One. Uh, offenses just keep getting better. So <laughs> I, I streamed Tennessee last week in the match, and I'm like, oh, it's Tennessee. They got negative points in the league. Is no one safe out here? So uh, that's definitely a good call there. I think. Um, I think they'll be safe for you, and that's that's all you really need for you know just to hold it down and not lose your matchup uh, in this. Just I, don't get me. Is one of my friends used to say all the time, "Don't get me negative points." Yes. Yeah. Don't <laughs> give me negative points. <laughs> for sure i'm gonna go back to the arizona well i think they're just a popular defense that's always gonna be kind of out there because uh, you know we, we love this offense and you think they're going to be in high scoring games but they're able to create turnovers um they're going against carolina this week who's uh you know not a very potent offense they were able to get that dub against the Chargers last week but uh only put up 21 points um i like what arizona's doing and i think they're they're safe in this matchup uh, going against check down Teddy. Yeah, man, I, I I like Arizona as well. Obviously, they were my stream last week. Uh, I highlighted a three week uh, trend of uh, you know three week uh, slate of schedule as part as uh, per that reason. So 
neither one of us will probably get to use them this week because we, we recommended them as a stream last week. We're recommending them as a stream this week. They're probably going to be rostered next week, so we'll have to move on to another one. But because they were going to play the New York Jets next week, that's who their matchup is going to be. That's why they'll be so heavily rostered. You see what I'm doing here, Greg? Yep. Now we cover the New York Jets matchup oh, against the Denver Broncos. I feel like I'm on a train the... right now with these, you know, these right now. <laughs> <laughs> uh, The New York Jets are at home taking on the Denver Broncos in a game that is a 39.5 point over-under. That's actually pretty high for these two teams. Um, the Broncos are, the start line started at 2.5. Uh, but the Broncos are out there too. They, there probably are some even lines out there. The, the according to FanDuel Sportsbook, the Broncos are one-and-a-half-point favorites in this matchup. Um, in terms of injuries, uh, for the New York Jets, rookie left tackle Makai Becton, who honestly has, has been this team's best player, mm-hmm. is questionable with a shoulder injury, uh, which caused him to leave Sunday's game against the Colts. Seems like he'll, he may be okay, but it's definitely something to watch for sure going into this game. Wide receiver Jamison Crowder is questionable with the hamstring that kept him out the last two weeks. He says he's confident he'll play, but it's definitely something to monitor. Uh, and then wide receiver Chris Hogan is also questionable with a ribs, uh, with a rib injury as well as a knee injury. So uh, not really sure you were looking to play Chris Hogan, but something to monitor, I guess, if you have other interest in this matchup. Um, but there are also injuries to the defense with uh, some some. You know, some guys questionable to play in this game. But on the Denver side, uh, Philip Lindsay, running back for the Denver Broncos, is questionable with a toe injury uh, and will be a game-time decision. Uh, edge rusher uh, Jeremiah Tachu is out with the quad. Uh, and Starting quarterback Drew Locke is out with the shoulder injury uh, that he suffered uh, last week. And so backup Jeff, Jeff Driscoll was benched uh, for the aforementioned Brett Ripien, uh, who will take over in this featherweight matchup so greg what do you have in this uh matchup here on uh, this game i am going to take the over uh if it was 40 i would have taken i think it's gonna be right at 39 i'm gonna take the over i'm gonna take the broncos to cover and i'm gonna take the broncos to win um this is a close game Cole. was uh thinking about it yeah that Nah, no Drew Locke and no Jeff Driscoll. Might be a little tough for Denver, but I think they're able to get the win uh, for fantasy-wise. Oh, man. Pretty simple. Melvin Gordon, Noah Fant, he's been a top-five tight end all year. I think he continues to be that. He gets heavily targeted. Melvin Gordon, he had a tough week last week, but definitely a better matchup here, so expect him to bounce back. Uh, and I think I have some intrigue for KJ Hamler. I think you know they're going to use him um, in a couple ways uh stand out so uh he might be one of those why not moves that you want to add before i said that last week and you know he didn't really do much with it but he, he you know i keep having some intrigue about him as being this dual threat or just you know a speedy guy that can make plays uh and then on the jet side jameson crowder if he's confirmed to play that's the only one i'm intrigued in if not it's again braxton Berrios. yeah uh, i mean so for me uh, I'm going to take the over here. Uh, I'm going to take the Jets to cover. And I'm going to take the Jets to win. I mean, look, so going into this game, and Greg, I, I know I explained this to you. Going into this game, everything logically 
because of how if you've watched the Jets play football, you would know that this is hands down the worst team in the league. And and it pains me to say that because I'm a Jets fan. So obviously I don't want that to be the case, but that's just the fact. This team is the worst team in the league. They don't compete. Uh, they don't play hard. Uh, they they don't look like they're even ready to, 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 for their opponent, prepare for their opponent. They don't even look like they're trying to win the game. I mean, uh, in, you know, all my research in the off season, I've found out that, you know, teams that are trailing throw the ball 65% of the time, right? Makes sense. The Jets, the New York Jets are the only team in the league to not run, uh, to not run a play uh, while leading. The only yeah. team in the league, all 32. Why do the Jets, as <laughs> on the season, regardless of the, of the, of the score, right? Regardless of the score, they, they have a run pass ratio of 58%. <laughs> They're not even trying, right? So um, everything logically tells me that the Broncos are going to win this game. But then you say, well, John, why are you picking the Jets then? Well, because I'm a Jets fan and I've seen this team for the last 10 years. They never do anything that I expect them to do. They do the exact opposite. Right. Mm-hmm. So if I want them to win, if I want them to lose this game because I want Adam Gates to be fired, they're going to win this game. So this is what's going to happen. So, you know, uh, they're playing against a third string quarterback, Greg Williams. You know, his defense was slow out the gates the first four, the first three weeks, uh, the first, you know, three or four weeks of the season last year. It's been they're doing the same thing again this year. Uh, you know, guys on defenses are still you know, aren't making tackles or missing tackles, uh, not getting used to contact. I think some of that starts to change a little bit. Um, and, you know, the Jets sneak this one out, man. Adam Gase is coaching for his job. I'm sure that he'll probably call the best game he's ever called in his life on Thursday. So, um, Oh, yeah, he starts just airing it out and stuff, doing trick plays, reverses, like Andy Reid's status out here. <laughs> right? Like, so I, I would not be surprised. Uh, that's... That's basically my analysis from that analysis from that front. In terms of who you're playing in this game, I already told you at the top in streams of the week you're playing these defenses. Uh, just get that get that done out the way early. Um, and then in terms of who what players you're playing, um, you know, Greg, you said it. Uh, Melvin Gordon, he's he's every week he's he, he's been you know he's gonna be a volume play. That's like that's yep. really what he's gonna be. Uh, you know, you're 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 gonna get your uh, 18 to 20 to 22 touches and you're praying that he gets you know 60 to 80 yards and a touchdown yep. that's really what that's really where you're at with Melvin Gordon um Noah Fant he's the tight end three right now in half point PPR scoring uh you know he's he's been doing great Greg he's your breakout tight end so that's a great call by you but he's uh obviously dealing with this quarterback situation uh is that something that concerns you at all uh if you know he's got to deal with a, a carousel of quarterbacks uh yeah i mean always definitely for any pass catcher uh dealing with um a third string uh you know let alone a second string um but i do think he'll still lead the team in targets so the opportunity will mm-hmm. be there mm-hmm. uh and mm-hmm. yeah i just assume you know the, t- the man's talent is is just top notch as far as athletic he's one of the top five titans athletically i think so yeah he should he should do what he has to do oh yeah the man is 99th percentile don't don't sleep so um the the uh yeah i'm not concerned about this particular matchup i guess i was just talking from a season a season long perspective true um 
you know, because we see what Logan Thomas is suffering from yeah. in Washington. Uh, you know, so it's just something to keep an eye on. Uh, but in terms of uh, other players, KJ Hamler, like you said, he has intrigue. Uh, you know, he could potentially, I mean, Jerry Judy's uh, status. Did Jerry Judy play last week? Uh, he did, I believe so. I mean, we could look that up, too. Yeah. Um, yes, he did play. He played 73% of the, sla- the snaps in week three. Um, and... Uh, so KJ Hamler has some intrigue. I mean, the 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 Jets don't have a corner that I, I think that could run with with um with a KJ Hamler. Uh, and like I said, the missed tackles those have been a thing. And KJ Hamler is somebody that could make a few people miss in the open field and, and get up and go. So uh, he's somebody. I mean, it's, it's a pure upside play. Um, you know, so I that's where yeah. I'm at with 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 Hamler. I guess along with Jerry Judy too, he's averaging at least seven targets in all three games. So he's got who Judy? Yeah, Judy. Yeah, he's got seven. Yeah, targets I, I would, I would play Judy in this game. I don't, I don't see any reason not to play Judy in this game. I mean, yeah. if we're willing to play Noah Fant, we should be willing to play Jerry Judy. I mean, the Jets, like I said, who's going to be out at corner uh, to to cover Jerry Judy? Mm-hmm. Uh, so um, I would play Jerry Judy in this game. Uh, for the Jets, if Jamison Crowder does play, you're playing him. Yep. Braxton Berrios, man, is it's interesting, right? Because he has come through each of the last two weeks. Yep. Uh, but he's also scored a touchdown each of the last two weeks, and the touchdowns have come on these like incredible yeah, scramble plays. drill I know. plays. <laughs> yep. Right by yeah. Sam Darnold. Like, so out of nowhere, you, Braxton Berrios is open. <laughs> open right in the back of the end zone. So if you don't get those plays. Braxton Berrios' day is like four catches for like 37 yards. Right. So that's just the danger in playing Braxton Berrios is what happens if he doesn't get that touchdown. But you and I both took the over here, so uh, I actually picked the Jets to win. So um, if Jamison Crowder is out, then I guess theoretically you could play Berrios, but there's I don't think there's any reason to. I think there's limited upside here. I think there's other guys I'd rather go to, like uh, a Sammy Watkins or something like that. Oh, yeah, definitely. Um, all these waiver wire guys we talked about, receivers, definitely Sammy. Um, I guess if you're if you're playing a single game in DFS. <laughs> yeah, I mean, if you're playing a single game DFS, then you got to consider Barrios in that, in that situation. But um, all right, Greg, what is your bold prediction for this game? I don't know, man. I, I don't. I don't know. It I feel tough, pressure right? to like it keep tough. it going too. <laughs> to, you know, <laughs> uh, I was gonna. I was leaning towards KJ scoring a touchdown. Actually, um, I I think I'm gonna do that though. Yeah, I think I'm gonna go with that. KJ Hamlin scores a touchdown. Okay, KJ going to score a touchdown. All right. So I honestly could not think of anything bold. Uh, in this game, I, there was no, there is no, you know, all my, <laughs> no, I wish, uh, there's, uh, you know, there's, there's no player. Cause all my bold predictions have been players that I'm looking that may have, may be in a good spot here. Right. Um, you know, someone, a DFS dart throw per se. I got nothing here, man. I, I really have nothing. So I don't blame my, you though. My, bo- <laughs> my bold prediction, uh, the New York Jets average 12 points per game. 
So my bold prediction is that they will score more than 20 points in this game. Ooh, I mean, that's a win, which is also a bold prediction, too. So, yeah, I think, yeah, you, yeah that's bold enough. That's definitely, that qualifies. Right, it qualifies. I'm yeah. projecting them to, to score you know, 20 points. To, that's a, that's a, no, a decent tw- offensive 20 day, like, you know. Right? Yeah, yeah, here we go. That's I some mean, touchdowns in there. It's a decent it's a decent offensive day for them, right? Yeah, like, all right, yeah. You know, right? Like that's seventy five percent more than their scoring output. They get twenty basically. or more or they got twenty one. Three touchdowns. <laughs> I they will score more than twenty points. Alright. Lock it in. And I said and I said the Jets, not the Jets offense. The Jets. Oh, true, true. Oh, yeah. Sneaky, sneaky. I like that. Okay. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, basically, what I'm really trying to do is I've been so wrong on all these Thursday night games, right? So that I'm trying to flip this luck, you know? So I'm going, picking the Jets. Bold prediction, they'll score 20 points. So that I look like a fool, but at least Adam Gase will be fired at the end of it. Oh yeah, so. it's a win-win for you, honestly. I yeah, definitely. No, there is no win. There's only if we win, that's a <laughs> loss in my book, bro. Like, true, <laughs> true. Like I, I want Adam Gase as far away from this team. I mean, look. Well, this is the last thing I'm gonna say about the Jets, and then we will move on. I don't want to talk about the Jets on. I don't want to talk about the Jets because it, it makes me angry and sad and depressed all in one time. But I want to get Adam Gase as far away from Sam Darnold as soon as i possibly can because if i'm the jets i need to know one question i need to know one question now who is sam darnold and what is he and you have 12 games if you fire adam Gase to figure that out yeah so that's why i want him gone yeah, yeah. otherwise you're you're you, otherwise you're gonna have to draft trevor lawrence and th- then move on because you don't know you have no answer and you can't pass on trevor lawrence right exactly yeah i just want Adam Gates fired because i have Le'Veon bell in two leagues and james Crowder in one so i need that oh production. the trust me the first person i'm picking up once adam Gates is fired chris herndon i'm gonna go back and get all my oh, chris herndon man that's, yeah yeah yep <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's let's move on to the next the next segment. Trust it or trash it. Um, we've got three items on the on the docket today, Greg. Yes, sir. First item: Rams running back coach Sean McVay, our one of our favorite coaches in the National Football League here on the Fantasy Football Diagnostics podcast, uh, was asked if Daryl Henderson Jr., who coming off of two back to back. 120 total yard games will be the starting running back this Sunday. Rams head coach Sean McVay replied, I think so. So, Greg, that being said, Daryl Henderson, we're not gonna I'm not gonna ask you if you think he's gonna start, but Daryl Henderson, he's going up against the New York Giants this Sunday. Fantasy according to fantasypros.com. Expert consensus rankings. Daryl Henderson is the RB23 this week. Greg, will Daryl Henderson finish as the RB23 or better? Do you trust it or do you trash it? Uh, I'm going... I Yeah, I'm going to trust that. I'm going to trust that. I think he has a a solid matchup against the Giants. They're definitely... A team that you can score against. Uh, Jeff Wilson Jr. was able to get a couple touchdowns uh, the week before that. David Montgomery was able to get uh, a couple touchdowns. And, you know, Darrell Henderson is, is good in the receiving game. So I think that's where 
uh, the damage is being done uh, against this Giants team. Um, I think, yeah, I think he does get you 23. Yeah, I think he's right around that 20, 22, 22, 23 line right there. Yeah, I think I think I'm gonna I'm think I'm gonna trust this as well. I mean, obviously with Sean McVay, we're always concerned about uh, the the number of touches and the running back mm-hmm. rush share because we also know that Sean McVay uh, tends to be a liar. Um, but like you said, um, New York Giants they you know have given up some points to the running back position between um, you know Jeff Wilson Jr. and Jarek McKinnon last week and David Montgomery the week before, um, but they've given up you know on the season the 26 most points to the to the running back position in week one. Um, obviously that was against Pittsburgh. James Conner got injured. And that was the Benny Snell game, um, and then week two uh, the running back 14, and then week three they gave up the third most fantasy points to the running back position. Right. So uh, Daryl Henderson, he's been the RB 11 each of the last two weeks. Uh, I think he's going to get this thing done, man. RB23, he's currently the RB19. So uh, I, I, I like his chances to get it done this week. Yeah. I really like Daryl Henderson, man. I mean, I know, um, you know, Mike Davis, Daryl Henderson probably could have been a coin flip at the start of the week in terms of who you were going to pick off, off waivers. Probably depended more on your situation. Like if you had, you know, CMC, then uh, Mike Davis was probably – uh, makes more sense for your roster if you had Cam Akers or Mike uh, Malcolm Brown. Then Daryl Henderson makes more sense for your roster. Um, but either way, I think coming in trying to get either one of these guys coming in this week would would have been a good idea, or coming into last week would have been a good idea. But I really liked Daryl Henderson, the prospect last year, coming into last year. Um, you know, so you know Cam Akers obviously you know put you know shed some some poor light on Daryl Henderson. But I like Daryl Henderson's prospects, man. I, I like the player. I like the you know what he's doing with his opportunities right now too. Yeah, for sure. Cam Makers not being in there clears up uh, the the cloudiness there, and uh, you know it, yeah that comparison to Mike Davis is pretty spot on. Like being used, if he could get that usage, and um, he would, he'll fall into a certain that RB two low and RB two role every week. Yeah, especially in this offense that you know as you've alluded to uh, many times on this show that is becoming more run heavy. Um, you know, taking the ball out more out of Jared Goff's hands. And so there's touches to go around in this backfield. And if Daryl Henderson can just be that lead guy, uh, you know, and continue to be uh, as explosive as he's been with these touches, then I, I don't see why why not. Mm-hmm. Um, are you, do you consider Cam Akers a snip snip at this point then? Yeah. Uh, injuries, uh, a lot of guys, you know, this is a, a special year. I think he is... Uh, snip, snip. Yes, I do. Just when he comes back, okay. too, it'll be, it'll be tough. Yeah. Because yeah, no, I totally agree. I mean, if Daryl Henderson's rocking and rolling and, yeah. and you know, Malcolm Brown is behind him, I don't see any reason, you know, why you continue to hold on to Cam Akers. That would just be, you know, like you said, waste of a roster spot, with him, especially with all the injuries that, that are happening and whatnot. So, um... Staying on the at the running back position, Joe Mixon, uh, Greg, La- he's currently the RB thirty eight. Uh, last year he was the RB thirty six uh, through the first three weeks of the season, and he finished as the RB thirteen. Do you tr- finish? Do you believe Joe Mixon will finish as a top 
15 running back. Are you trusting that or are you trashing it, Greg? Ooh, 15 is tough. I was I was uh leaning I think with all I think with the injuries, the you know, the Saquon, CMC, I think that, you know, that those name the, those names sliding out, bumping them up a little bit. I would have probably went with the 15 to 20 if everyone's healthy, but I think I'm gonna lock it in. Yeah, 15 is a good number for him. Um just that target number, we you know, we talked about it. It was very similar last year at this point last year. So uh, we got that information on there. Um, as long as his offense is passing the ball almost 50 times a game, uh, it's got to eventually come to him in that target output. Uh, and hopefully, you know, he can get some, some red zone usage as well. So I, I think he gets it right at, right at the 15 mark. Yeah, I'm, uh, I'm going to trust this as well. I mean, Joe Mixon, he is not been getting that running uh, the the he hasn't scored a touchdown yet right right so um you know once those touchdowns start flipping uh start going and or you know coming in his direction uh like you said this team is throwing the ball about 50 times a game um you know joe joe burrow's throwing 141 pass attempts uh through three games crazy so uh yeah so they're, they're throwing the ball a ton so if he can if he can you know get some of that some of that production, you know, the team itself uh, has only, you know, they've got a they've got a five to one pass to, to rush touchdown ratio. I mean, right. that, that's not going to sustain, um, you know. So, um, Joe Burrow has that only that the one rushing touchdown as well on that draw that he ran in week one um, that captivated all of us, um, but. You know, Joe. If Joe Mixon can get some of these, you know, these goal line opportunities, like you said, I think top fifteen, uh, especially you know, considering all the injuries that we've had, like you also mentioned, I think that that's that's definitely attainable here. Uh, I'd you still know, do I like mean, my man Miles Gaston, though. You know, ha ha ha. <laughs> well, if you're buying fifteen, do you think Miles Gaskin finishes as the RB fifteen? Because Miles Gaskin is. Currently the RB26. He's, you know, his best week was, you know, week three, RB23. Obviously had the touches. Uh, he's got the reception work, which he seems to have, uh, you know, he seems to have that role locked up. But, you know, like we saw, you know, with a with a guy like Devin Singletary last year who was, you know, catches yards but no touchdowns, mm-hmm. that's that's an, R, that's an RB2. Right, yeah. Uh, yeah, it's going to be tough with no touchdowns unless he starts getting big plays or gets starts getting reception touchdowns uh which i, I could see him getting um yeah i could see him getting yeah. one or two off of a screen pass here and there but yeah, yeah you know scoring you know those red zone opportunities those bunnies like joe mixon very i mean it's only it's week four joe mixon could still end the season with 10 touchdowns true yeah absolutely absolutely Especially in this, especially in this offense, right? You know, Joe Burrow through three weeks looks he looks legit. Like yeah. the guy, the guy looks like an NFL quarterback through three weeks. Uh, this offense should only get better as he starts as he continues to get better. So I think that's more opportunities for Joe Mixon as well. Um, all right, Greg. The last one that we have, it's it's about your boy, Odell Beckham Jr. OBJ. Uh, he recently came out and said that this year is not going to be a numbers year to the dismay of all the fantasy managers out there. Uh, so 
Odell Beckham, currently the wide receiver, I believe, 38. Um, or wide receiver 39. Let me double check that. Odell Beckham, the wide receiver 38. Will he finish inside the top 24, Greg? I am still, I think, on board uh, with Odell as finishing as a, so that's basically a wide receiver two in your 12-team leagues. I think he gets right at that, you know, 22-23 mark. Um, just I'm just relying on the target number. He did got 10 in week one, uh, six in, in each of the last two weeks. Uh, there'll be more games where, you know, we'll have the, you know, the more high scoring games for the Browns that when they play better teams, uh, they're able to stop the run maybe a little better. They'll have to rely on the pass more. Uh, so I think he, he does get in. And I think the passing touchdowns, uh, as far as the passing touchdowns Baker's going to get, I think majority of them are going to go to Odell. So I like Odell to finish as a wide receiver too. Yeah, I don't. I don't know if I'm gonna trust this. I think I'm gonna have to trash it, man. I, I um. Yeah, oh, I think man. for me, you know, it comes down to. Yeah, I know, I know, I know. It it hurts. We were talking, you know, before the show whether we were trusting, you know, would we trust or trash wide receiver twenty? And if we said twenty, we said we would both trash it. Yeah. Um, but I think I have to trash twenty four, because you know you look at this offense. This offense is a, is a, is clearly one that wants to run the ball. Yep. Uh, that's where it starts, and that's where that's where it it, uh, it ends. And so, um, you know, they don't want to throw the ball a lot. They want to keep it out of Baker's hands. Uh, they only average uh, twenty eight pass twenty eight pass attempts per game. Uh, that's thirtieth in the league. So, um, you know, this is a, this is a run offense. I mean, Odell Beckham uh, still, uh, you know has the high target share number uh you know leading the leading the team in in targets with a 29% target share. I mean, that's what you want, you know, 29% target <laughs> work, share. Work. Uh you know, a 13.7% A dot, you know, average depth of target. Uh you know, he's only catching 50% of his passes right now. Uh so you know, maybe maybe it flips, but like you know, like I've been saying, like this isn't a team that wants to line up and throw the and throw the football and you know, I think that you also did. You pick the Browns to make the playoffs, um, or do you? Or do you that, believe the Browns are a playoff team? I think uh, with the running situation they got going on, um, I think so. And their schedule is going to be better because they didn't make the playoffs last year, so they should be able to win some a lot of games. I think uh, you got they got Dallas. I got. I have Cleveland winning that game. Indy, I think they can win that game. Pittsburgh, they probably lose. Uh, so the, yeah, the divisional games. Outside of that, they're they're pretty nice. They play the Giants and the Jets. They play Jacksonville. They play Philly. Um, they play Houston. So yeah, I think they're running in. Yeah, I I preseason I picked I picked um, I picked Cleveland to make the playoffs, especially with the seventh playoff spot. Uh, so I do have them. You know, making it as one of the three teams out of the NFC North. So, uh, yeah, I think that they're going to be in. It's part of the reason why I, I I was really high on Nick Chubb, or why I'm really high on Nick Chubb. Uh, part of the reason why I always felt that Kareem Hunt could could also uh, thrive in this offense. I mean, I didn't see RB12, but um, 
you know, it's another reason why I thought he could thrive in this offense. Uh, and so, um, you know, I don't see many pass attempts for, for Odell Beckham. I mean, granted, yeah, he's going to get a 29% target share. Uh, that's going to be, you know, 10, 10, tar- nine, you know, eight, eight to 10 targets a week. But, you know, I, like, I don't know, you know, what those targets are going to be. I mean, last week, you know, four catches for 59 yards, right? So, you know, we know what these, these targets are. They're high, they're, they're high leverage. They're down the field. Um, you know, they're, they're going to be, you know, short, uh, low probability. So, or lower probability rather, but uh, the targets in that uh the Thursday night game against the Bengals were nice. That's what I like to see. You know, play action, uh, got downfield, and then the one touchdown he was supposed to have when he got held. Both those, you know, those were kind of the targets that are nice for Odell. He's just better than the corner he faces, so throw him the ball. <laughs> yeah, man, absolutely. You want to see those deep targets? Uh, I mean, that's what we saw in Minnesota. You know, with uh. You know, that's what we saw in Minnesota with Stefan Diggs and Adam Thielen. Stefan Diggs had, you know, average 17 yards a catch, um, you know, his, you know, this, this past year in Minnesota, uh, you know, Odell Beckham right now, he is 13th in the league in, in terms of air yards. Um, so, you know, he's, he has 50, oh, sorry, uh, he's got 43% of the uh of the teams of the team's air yards as well so um yeah that's his that's clearly his role that's what he's that's what he's being used that's how he's being used that's what he's being asked to do so um you know you kind of know where you're at with odell in terms of you know what to expect every week yeah seems like his best skill right now is drawing uh pis and getting the ball the getting downfield with that and getting the browns in that red zone (laughs) yeah i mean the, you know, this week he's got he's got a wonderful matchup this week uh, with against Dallas, uh, which you know if you want to hear us talk about it, you're gonna have to come back in. Yes, sir. Uh, check in with us, part one or part two. We don't even know yet, so you'll have to come listen to figure it out. Um, but uh, as always, everyone enjoy Thursday night football. Thank you so much for listening. We really appreciate all, all of you out there uh, that are taking the time uh, to listen. Uh, we just ask that you, you know, continue to to fill out those reviews. We've had, you know, a few trickle in uh, recently. So uh, just want to, you know, just, uh, you know, if you're out there, you haven't reviewed yet, just go out there, give us the, uh, you know, uh, whatever, you know, review you feel like, like we deserve. But uh, five stars, that's always best. Uh, write the review that also helps and um, you know also follow us on social media Twitter Instagram at FF Diagnostics you can follow Greg at Instagram or on Instagram at we underscore made it then you can follow me on Twitter and Instagram at JR football nerd you know we're always willing to uh, engage with with everyone out in the community uh, whether you us you want to ask us a question start sits Um, also going to throw this out there now uh believe we have the capability through anchor it might be in the show notes to be able for uh you all to leave us a voice message so if you have a question uh you want to put it in the voice message uh voice message format we could play it play it here on the show and answer your question um so you know if, you, if that's something that you would like to do then go ahead uh leave leave that uh, follow that uh, the link in the show notes, and you could leave that question there for us. And then, uh, as always, like I said, enjoy Thursday Night Football. Come back for part one. 
which will be tomorrow, and then come back for part two, which will be Saturday, uh, and we'll cover the starts of the week and uh, play some get money. So with that being said, have a good one, everybody, and we are out. Yeah.